0: it's just kind of been the everything platform and i think people misuse it quite a bit because it does way more than just get the ad out there it's it puts us in a position to be able to communicate directly with a customer that could schedule through facebook and ties into service titan and it, it is really the best online marketing tool you've
1: got welcome back to the smart hvac marketing podcast the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. My name is Eric Thomas and I am the host of the show and today we're joined by Tyler Lewis from Airmaster Heating and Cooling and we're going to talk about how he has used Facebook over the years to grow his business.
0: I am smack dab in the heartland of the U.S. I'm in southern Indiana filled with nothing nothing but cornfields and uh Uh, rural townships that have ended up making us a lot of money.
1: That's awesome to hear. So is the area you serve, is it, is it fairly condensed or is it pretty spread out?
0: It is, <clears throat> believe it or not, fairly condensed. Um, each county is pretty pretty cookie cutter, um, little squares that all butt up against each other, and there's little townships that flow in between. So as sprawled out as it may be and as rural as it may feel, it's actually pretty well interconnected, and you're pretty well 15 minutes from any any township or town center that you, uh, you choose in any
1: direction. Nice. So how many different counties do you all service?
0: Uh, 26.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. So to be
0: able to maintain our level of revenue, we have to do projects in several different counties and working in in rural counties and trying to do commercial work, you have to go where the projects are. So we span quite quite a bit of ground.
1: Yeah. So do you all do you all go as far as to like Louisville or do you kind of stay away from Kentucky?
0: We, we do go just north of Louisville. We uh, do Jeffersonville, New Albany, um, pretty well anywhere up 65 to Columbus, um, actually all the way to Indianapolis. So basically, if you look at the state of Indiana and you draw a line completely across the top um, where Indianapolis is right at Carmel and down, that is our service area.
1: Wow. So yeah, you guys do cover a lot of terrain, don't you? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. So what's the competition like out there in, in, in your area in particular, not Indianapolis?
0: My area in particular is not necessarily saturated with HVAC contractors, but it is definitely a one to five man shop market. So it, just in my town, which is Bedford, Indiana, which has a rough population of about 15 to 18,000, depending on the, the work that is here, uh, there are seven, eight, nine, nine HVACs, uh, HVAC companies um, in our area. Three that are within 100 yards of my shop.
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: <laughs> so, so we are the largest by far. I run a crew of 22. Um, wow. And we do everything from residential, commercial, industrial. Uh, to fabrication, full sheet metal shop. We also do refrigeration, uh, commercial appliance repair, and hot side repair. So we, we've diversified enough to where we, we have a pretty steady revenue stream from a few different outlets.
1: Yeah, but, that's uh, awesome. as
0: far as other companies here, it's one to three to at most seven-man uh, shops near us that do kind of a wide mix as well, but they don't do everything that we do.
1: That's awesome. So earlier you mentioned that you've seen – a significant amount of growth and obviously this this podcast is about marketing. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask what types of marketing you've done in the past that have helped with your growth. Well,
0: I am thirty one years old and I grew up with a phone in my hand. I grew up playing video games. I grew up playing everything digital. So instantly when I started this business, I knew that everything I needed to do needed to either be on a social media platform or a digital platform to be able to control that uh, mental space that that people have um, for remembering when they need something heating and air-wise who they need to call. So since day one, we have been um, on Google and Yahoo way back in the 2008, 2009 days doing that. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything we have been on and are still on. i run pretty heavily with an seo that takes care of most of our <laughs> our uh, compl- uh, compliance with google and uh, and making sure that they're happy uh, we don't use google lead services or the contractor service through them just because it is not real big down here for our demographic um, but facebook instagram and twitter have always been my go-to whether it be through advertising or just word of mouth Facebook has been the engine and now Instagram as well, the engine that has fueled everything. Um, And, um, you know, word of mouth is, is one of the big ones as well. Being homegrown where I'm from means a lot to the people around here. And that actually landed me the largest contract in the city um, uh, for uh, General Motors. And I have a very long standing contract with them that I'm very proud of. And that, that digital digital mind that I had to begin with is what actually got me started with them. So uh, GM came from a Facebook ad saying that we do commercial and industrial work. So I can say that my largest contract came from a Facebook ad. So digital platforms are where we've been 24 seven. That's all I do. I've got one radio ad just because my cousin works for the radio station and
1: that's it. Wow. That's incredible. I'm excited to talk more about this because, um, not every day do we get, you know, podcast guests on here that are so passionate about digital, um, and you know, the my company does digital marketing, so obviously it's something we're passionate about. So I completely agree with you that digital first is the way to win. Um, so I'd like to talk more about Facebook because you mentioned that. Facebook has had such a significant role in your business's online growth, uh, and as we all know, Facebook has changed uh, drastically over the years, uh, especially since when it first came out, which was around the time when you got started. So, have you been on Facebook since day one?
0: Yes, since day one. The, the awesome. second we were allowed to make uh, business pages on Facebook was the, yeah. the second I signed up. Was so, two thousand are...
1: nine. So what are some ways that you've utilized Facebook? I know you mentioned you've done advertising, um, but there's a lot of things with Facebook, like trends that come and go uh, as far as like content marketing. Uh, What are some things that you've seen some success with on Facebook?
0: Animals. Oh, my goodness. We are in a huge, huge, and it's going to sound really weird. Um, we are in a huge pet market where we're at. We have lots of dog breeders, lots of dog shows, like lots, lots of horses and, and all different kind big four H town. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it runs deep and I mean, deep, deep in our, our area. So I've used that to, if you look, actually look on our Facebook now, my wife yeah. actually did a Facebook campaign, um, where people, we were doing a giveaway for a local restaurant that was struggling and we wanted to just see people's pets and it blew up now some people will say well it doesn't have you know it's got like 30 40 comments on it we're not looking for the comments we're just looking for that post to get out in people's space yeah. in their mind even if they don't say anything so facebook has been that generator to change through the years with fads that mm-hmm. people have been into right now really big is everybody doing TikToks, which we're gonna incorporate that as well um uh so Facebook has been the the generator for all of it that has spanned off of it. And it's yeah. allowed us to change seeing everybody on our Facebook, all of our friends, all of our stuff, seeing what people are into, being able to change our Facebook marketing um, ideas of what we want to target for people, how we want to target it, getting the message across and getting them to interact back with us. Um, Facebook has done it itself by allowing us to see everybody that follows us, everybody that we're friends with, um, it's just kind of been the everything platform, and I think people misuse it quite a bit because it does way more than just get the ad out there. Yeah. It, it's, it puts us in a position to be able to communicate directly with a customer that could schedule through Facebook and ties into Service Titan, and it, it is really the best online marketing tool you've got. And it's not just for the millennial generation or the Z generation. Facebook has been more geared towards the... X generation and boomers than anything in recent history. Oh, yeah. And it has made life and dealing with the older group and older generations much easier. They like it better. They don't want to call in anymore. They just want to message us and know that we're taking care of it or that we're coming out to their house. So it's been the everything platform for us. It's allowed us to change literally daily with how we want to get our message
1: out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at that post right now with the dogs and... Uh you definitely got a lot of comments on there dogs are uh, are a great way animals in general um but I know that dog people and cat people are very passionate about their their pets um but yeah, like you were saying the you know just being able to get them to interact with you is i mean that's really the main portion of getting your Facebook page to to grow and to get in front of these people because the algorithm is, is really just one large mathematic formula and every one of these pictures that you're getting in the comment section and all the likes and all the shares, that's all adding up and helping your post be seen to some of those people whose algorithm has gone dormant and your, you know, your page isn't showing for them. Um, Absolutely. We don't even
0: care about likes on pages anymore. We don't care about the likes. We just yeah. want that ad to get in front of them at some point. That's all. Yeah.
1: So how do you quantify your, your Facebook ROI? Do you, obviously you don't do it based on likes, uh, really or engagement. Uh, so is it more reach, uh, just building that top of mind awareness or do you quantify it by, uh, services scheduled?
0: We quantify it by services scheduled and, you know, we, we tried to ask every single customer, how did you hear about us? What do you, you know, what, how did you, why did you come to the conclusion to use us? And 90%, I think the last time we did it, and this has been about a month ago, we went through all of our leads, all of our install leads and went through and figured out what Facebook got us. It was 90% of the 22 installs we did last month. Wow. Um, were generated from Facebook and it's because we did a campaign for a uh, uh, or actually we did a, a an install for a family that's close to us that has a child who's very sick and we put in some IQ stuff to combat COVID-19 and make sure that they breathe healthy, clean air and one simple post wasn't even from us, they just tagged our page in it and it circulated to 25, 30, 40,000 people like wildfire wow. overnight wow. and over it was the first 18 installs ended up being from that post wow we could we couldn't believe it it's been the best month to date that we've had for that so when how we quantify it is by the services that we have booked but for me personally it's getting the stories of how people heard about us through doing things like that via facebook yeah so me being who I am, my phone's always on my on my side or in my hand or I'm doing something with it. I constantly am watching that. I'm I'm a, I'm not addicted to it, but I have to be addicted to it to be able to monitor it 24 seven. And I watch what people say, what people say about us, what people say about our pages, what people say about our services. And I'm constantly, constantly looking for it. So, yes, we quantify it by by the services booked, um, but I also look at what people are mentioning in the, you know, online buy and sell pages and the services pages that people have for every city and community. Now I keep track of, of a lot. Wow.
1: So do you all run all of your advertisements in the house? I see on here that you have some ads running.
0: Some of it goes through Hibu, um, okay. which a lot of people don't don't like Hibu, but them being the only company source so they told me uh, the only company that is um, directly partnered with Google or some kind of verification through Google. I allowed them to go in and manage that part of the SEO part. I still make all the content. I'm just using their back end to do all of it. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they handle all of that stuff and the, the, getting it together and the posting it and all that stuff. I do the content. I do our website. I do our Instagram coupled with my wife, um, who is, who, who is a marketing genius and she doesn't even know it. Uh, <laughs> that we just kind of manage it together we're not big enough to have a full-time seo agent that does everything you know for us and a marketer that does everything for us we we still handle it here in-house i just have a front end that that posts it for us
1: yeah that's really smart you know utilize the resources you've got and like you said I, i like with your wife being a marketing genius and she not knowing it it it's really all about finding what works and then just doubling down on that and for you all uh it seems to be animals so, I mean, it's, it's really simple when you, when you break it down. People like animals, and it's not hard to post pictures of dogs, especially if you ask people to submit pictures of the dogs. Then you got a comment section full of co- uh, content that you can use. Um, exactly,
0: exactly right. And where we've been actually leaning more towards, believe it or not, is the next generation. Um, we are con- I have three boys. I have a 13-year-old, 11-year-old, and 5-year-old. Uh, My 13-year-old and 11-year-old are TikTok connoisseurs, and um, we constantly are engaging with them on what they're seeing trending-wise. The lingo, the things that we're not keeping up as because we're parents and we're too tired. I'm constantly asking them what they're into, what they're looking at, what they're seeing, because I I have to appeal to that generation that's right around the corner. It's going to be in the workforce before they know it. So if people aren't doing that yet, they need to be because it's they're coming and their generation may not be as big as the millennial generation, but they can multitask and handle things way faster, way more complex than the millennial generation did. And I know it happens with every generation, but it is amazing how fast they are. And they are a picky set of buyers from what we are seeing. The ones that are in their 17s and 18s and 19s, which are part of that group, um, they are picky buyers and if they're not well informed they won't do it so if you're not with that generation yet and checking up what it means for them and what um, needs they have you're missing out and facebook is a good tool to do that with
1: absolutely that's really smart of you to be getting ahead of that next generation because that's something that a lot of hvac contractors don't think about until it's happening they <laughs> always th- they think about the here and now and they're not thinking about the then uh, and they get they you know they have more of a uh, reactive approach to marketing. Uh, so I think if you're if you're listening to the podcast right now and you want to take one thing away, I would say that's it. Uh, be more proactive with your marketing and especially with your marketing research uh, and understanding what that next group of buyers is going to be into. Because before you know it, they're going to be homeowners. They're going to be uh, property managers. They're going to be looking for careers. And, uh, that's definitely you want to get ahead of them now and start understanding their demographic too. Uh, they, so they are well informed. Were, yes. They're, yeah, they're well informed and, um, and they're, and they're exploring content on, on platforms other than Facebook too. So, you know, it's important to, if you're not making content on TikTok and on, you know, clubhouse and these other places, it's important to at least monitor it, monitor the trends and see what type of content they are engaging with there. So uh, you said you were going to get into TikTok soon. What's some of the ideas that you guys have for that?
0: Well, um, I've got a couple good friends that own businesses out in California and and uh, Washington who have actually been on this trend for a little while One of them um, actually is not this one specifically is not a friend of mine. I just saw it and I've been captivated ever since. It's a plumbing company that has started a TikTok base of how many different activities they can do with a toilet by their side. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but I cannot stop watching every time they post one. They've gone go-kart racing. They've gone kayaking. They've done um, um, paintball. They've done everything that you could think of with a toilet and it is the funniest thing i've ever seen And they have amassed i think they're up over a million followers now um but it is, it is stuff like that off the wall stuff that's going to get people to lock uh, lock in and stay engaged but what we're we're trying to deal with now with TikTok is how do you keep coming up with that type of content um with a busy work schedule with the people that you have so it, it's uh TikTok is kind of scary at the moment. And a lot of people are diving in head first, but we've seen with cancel culture, if you make one wrong move, that that whole world that they're in will box you out and ruin you digitally if you yeah. if you make one wrong move. And we don't want to make that mistake. So, we're approaching it cautiously. We're just trying to pretty well plan out a year in advance what we want to do with TikTok and and other social media platforms that people are using now. Um, and it's a, it's a daunting task. A lot of SEOs are even looking at it going, yeah, I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole yet, but they're
1: yeah. working on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And it's, it's very smart of you all to be, you know, so, um, like proactive with your planning. Um, cause, cause you're right. Uh, they, you know, there, there are groups out there that, you know, enjoy to pick apart people. Uh, for things they say and do, so it is important to make sure you're choosing your words and your actions wisely online, and and especially you know more now because you know back in the '80s and '90s you could you can say and do things and no one would ever remember it, but now there's documentation everywhere, um, and the second that it gets picked apart, you're going to be online forever for being known for what that was and not for what it was meant to be. Um, so. If there was someone listening right now to the podcast and they were thinking about starting their own uh, HVAC business, what's some advice you think you would give them?
0: What I would say is make sure you have a good banker, a good CPA, a good attorney, and then invest where it counts. Invest where people are going to, not where they are or where they've been. Do not do things that people are comfortable with, push the limits, but do it with accurate information, accurate key performance indicators, and just make sure that every step you take is a step that you would want other people to take as well. So do things with sound mind, sound judgment, and you should be okay. I have literally ran my business the way I would have wanted the other companies I wanted, or the other companies I worked for, um, I wanted them to run it this way. And that's why we've had the success that we have. We're not the most successful, but I have something to work for every day and work towards every day. And that's what keeps me going. So if you're a new business owner or thinking about starting a new business, have a plan. Make sure you stick to that plan. And if you deviate, always find the path that gets you back to the original path you wanted to be on. Because if you don't, you'll end up burnout and hating this line of work and never want to do it again.
1: That's awesome advice. Thank you so much. Uh Tyler what are some uh ways that listeners can get a hold of you or learn more about your business?
0: Uh feel free to get get me on Facebook, Tyler Lewis. I'm the big uh big bearded guy in the picture with my wife. Um you can also call here to our shop 812-279-0509 and talk to me. Um if you want my information, you can also email me. It's on our website. Um, feel free to contact me anytime. I'm not a genius by any means. I just know what works for me and what I've seen working for other people. I'm one who likes to take notes and I take notes of everybody that can show me something I can learn. So if you've got something I don't know, I'm going to tell you and I'm probably going to steal it from you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I'll, I'll include that contact information uh, on the page that this episode will be at. Uh, if you are interested in listening to the More episodes, you can go to rivaldigital.com forward slash podcast. Uh, This episode will be listed there, Uh, and then there's a whole library of other episodes as well. And that concludes our episode for today. Thank you for checking out another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. We are always looking for the best and brightest in the HVAC industry to join us right here on the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. So if this is something that interests you, head over to our website, rivaldigital.com and shoot us a message. We will get in touch with you and get you scheduled to be on the show.